Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is February 28th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Follow me on Twitter and all that good stuff. It is great to be back with you guys. We took a little break, but for the All-Star Weekend, you know, it was a crazy week or two <laughs> because it was a shortened week on each week. So not much to report on with the rookies. The All-Star Weekend was fantastic. Great little shine in the light of the rookies. You know, Kate Cunningham showed off, Evan Mobley. A lot of guys performed well. And Jalen Green played well during the rookie games, but not so well during the dunk contest. But at least he was out there, you know. So it was a great All-Star Weekend. Glad everyone got through it healthy, healthy, you know. And now the second half of the season is ready to begin. And we had some games on Friday, and we're going to cover this weekend's games with Friday, Saturday, and ending in Sunday. So we're going to recap Friday with our rookies of the night. We had Scotty Barnes had 28 points, five rebounds, and two steals. Two steals. <laughs> that was an incredible performance. You know, OG Ananobi has recently broken a finger. So that elevates Scotty Barnes up in the peck in the pecking order with the Raptors. Um, when everyone is healthy, Scotty Barnes kind of takes the back seat. So with OG out, that's one person down that allows Scotty to get those shot attempts up and be able to produce more, especially points wise, but even more in other categories as well. So unfortunate for OG, but that is very good for Scotty Barnes for more opportunities. Jalen Green on Friday had 23 points, five rebounds, four steals. With him, Kevin Porter Jr. has been out recently. Uh, he twisted an ankle or so. And so when Jalen KPJ is out, that allows Jalen Green more opportunities as well. Just like Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green's is more likely going to have points only increase. But, you know, at toward the end of the season, you may see other categories start to fill up for Jalen Green as he's learning more of the game, getting more opportunities to do other things. Because right now, this is just a learning year, learning curve for Jalen Green because the Rockets are going nowhere. So it's a perfect opportunity for him to develop in all areas. Trey Mann went off for 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals. Josh Giddy was out in that game, so that allowed Trey Mann to continue to produce. Uh, originally, Shea Gilders-Alexander was out while Trey Mann was playing well. And when he came back, a lot of people thought Trey Mann would go back to being not useful, but with Josh Giddy out, that still allowed Trey Mann to play a lot of minutes and put up a lot of points. And he is performing very well. You know, he's on a team where they're loaded at the point guard position. They really have four really good point guards. Uh, so it's hard to find minutes, but injuries uh, allow minutes to be found. But when everyone's healthy, it is difficult for Trey Mann to produce the same. Unless he's going to play the two. Shea could play the two. I mean, even... Josh Giddy can play the two, but he's more of a point guard. He's a great facilitator. So Trey Mann is a great scorer. So uh, Isaiah Jackson made his return. He's been in and out, in and out, in and out of the lineup. Everyone's been anticipating his return, anticipating him to start and see what he could do because he's shown tremendous flashes. 
He finally played on Friday, had 17 points, six rebounds, and five blocks. And that is what pretty much what everyone's been waiting to see Isaiah Jackson explode in some way. 17 and six is really good, but those five blocks make his night incredible. And he has the potential to do that as long as he's going to get the minutes. I mean, five blocks is kind of ridiculous, but that just tells you he can put up points, rebounds, and blocks any given night as long as he has the minutes. Franz Wagner finished with 13 points and eight rebounds. His production is slipping a little bit, but still having a great rookie season. Corey Kispert with 12. Lindy Waters, eight points, five rebounds. That is an OKC uh, find, uh, <laughs> a sneaky find. OKC is always finding rookies out of nowhere. So pulling players out of nowhere. So keep an eye out on Lindy Waters. This could be a one-time thing, or he could get some end-of-the-year minutes. Aaron Wiggins, also for OKC, eight points, four rebounds. He had some great flashes early in the year, but for the last few weeks, really you could say months, Aaron Wiggins' trajectory has gone down. He's not played exceptional at all. Uh, Hopefully he gets his groove back. So that was Friday's Rookies of the Night. For Saturday, we had not that many, but Evan Mobley led everyone with 14 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks. Decent, solid performance by Evan Mobley with the double-double. Not tremendous numbers, but those two blocks are very helpful. Jock Landell with 14 points, and that was because Jakob Pertl was out. Bones Highland with 11 points, and we know he's a roller coaster. He'll score 11. And then, as you'll see tonight, when I go over Sunday's performances, he had zero. So what can you do? Zion Williams had nine points and six rebounds, as he's been playing well. Cam Thomas with nine points. And Josh Primo with seven points. Now, let's recap Sunday's seven-game slate, eight-game slate. We have some pretty good games here. Um, The Lakers game is still going on, but it'll be over soon. So we'll do that one last to see if we can get it over with. First game we had the Philadelphia 76ers defeated the New York Knicks 125-109. to For the Sixers, for some reason, they are not playing Charles Bassey. They have him in the G League. He is killing it in the G League. His last game, he had seven blocks, seven or eight blocks. So uh, he's just refining his his skills until it's time to step up and be Embiid's backup because that door is open because they recently traded, uh, what's his name? Andre Jones. Yes. (laughs) So... Um, right now, they brought in Millsap. Millsap is not really a center, and he's not really young enough to play, play big minutes. So if Embiid was to ever miss any time, you know, they recently did sign Willie Cauley-Stein, but you'll see tonight, Millsap, 12 minutes. Willie Cauley-Stein was a DNP, and that could be just because he just recently joined the team. But if not, you know, I think there's a door for Bassey to come in and produce. And I think he's ready because he's played he's played starter minutes early in the season when MB was out with COVID and he played really well. So we will see what happens with that. For the Knicks, they kind of have that same type of issue. Uh, their starting center is Mitchell Robertson. The backup is Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel has been hurt for quite a while. And, you know, at times they play Taj Gibson. 
but it seems like they are starting to move Jericho Sims up in the rotation. And he played the backup center tonight. Mitchell Robinson only played 17 minutes. And Jericho Sims played 18. Now, Jericho Sims' last two games, he's played around 18 minutes without Nerlens Noel. He's been out there, been a ton of energy, but not really doing much, especially on the offensive end. Jericho Sims has zero points, but he had 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block. So it's good he's putting up numbers in all categories except points. But he's going to put up, need to put up some more blocks or rebounds if he's going to want to keep this role. Otherwise, I believe the team will want to go with someone that can score and rebound as opposed to someone that's just out there getting rebounds. Because I think Jericho Sims can get some points. It's just his last two games his first two opportunities, they really haven't been there for him. But this was against Joel Embiid, so that's a really tough matchup for the rookie. So, uh, and jo- <laughs> it's funny, one move, Joel Embiid took Jericho Sims to the rim uh, really aggressively, hit Jericho Sims in the face with the ball multiple times on his way up, and Jericho Sims was called for the foul on Embiid. So it was, let's just let you know right there, it was a tough night for Jericho Sims. Now, Quentin Grimes is out with an injury, and Miles McBride was a DMP. A lot of people are expecting Miles McBride to get an opportunity with the recent announcement that Kimba Walker will be shut down for the rest of the year. But as of yet, it has not happened. We will have to see what comes of it. Um, the Knicks are 25 and 36, so they are not in playoff contention, really. They're kind of in a free fall. So I do expect if the Knicks are just completely out of it, that they will start giving Jericho Sims and Miles McBride minutes, significant minutes toward the end of the season because they need to be developed. Next game we have, let's see if my computer froze right now. Okay, that's perfect timing. Okay, and we're straight now. I don't know what happened with the internet, but live show, things happen. (laughs) It froze, but we're back. Next game, we have the Denver Nuggets defeated the Portland Trailblazers 124-92. to For the Nuggets, we have Bones Highland, as I mentioned earlier, had zero points, but he did play zero minutes. So I don't know what happened with that situation, Uh, if he got injured or what but he had zeros all across the board in zero minutes. So that is unusual. He's normally getting 10 to 20 minutes per game. I'll have to check and see if he was injured or banged up in this one. But that was it for the Nuggets. For the Trailblazers, Keon Johnson was able to get the start. He recently was traded from the Clippers to the Trailblazers right into the starting lineup um, for the Blazers. Someone was injured, and that's why he was able to get the start. But He played 26 minutes, ended up having a not-so-good night. But that's to be expected. Two for 10 from the field, four points, four rebounds, one assist, and two steals. His two steals were his saving grace, his only real good thing that he did in the night. But Keon Johnson is a prospect. He needs to be getting these minutes to develop. Portland is going nowhere fast. Keon Johnson was a projected lottery pick coming into this year's draft up until the final minute. 
He ended up slipping to around 21 in the draft as the Clippers traded up to get him. So the talent is there. He's just very raw. And honestly, I'm lower on Keon Johnson than a lot of the people were coming into the draft because what I saw in college was a player that could run and jump, but he couldn't really play basketball. <laughs> so a lot of people projected that into a great basketball player. For me, I need to see it. But I just know that all the scouts and analysts, analytic people love him and they think he can be great. I know with his um, athleticism and if he gets the right coaching, he could turn that into something. And clearly the Portland Trailblazers see something in him because they traded for him and they're starting him now. But he's going to have a long way to go, in my opinion. But he could get there. But it's not going to be this year. But he can get there. So don't look at this game as a determining factor that, oh, Keon Johnson's not good at all because none of the Blazers were good tonight. Uh, like Keon Johnson was a minus 19. CJ Ellaby was a minus 12. Anthony Simons was a minus 20. Josh Hart was a minus 21. Trenton Wofford was a minus 24. Ben McLemore was a minus 23. So the whole team was bad, honestly. So this game needs to be thrown away for my man, for my man Keon Johnson from Tennessee. Uh, but they also had Trenton Walker, like I just mentioned, played 20 minutes, had six points, five rebounds, and two steals. Greg Brown was their best rookie of the night with nine points, five rebounds, one assist, and three steals. We would love to see Walker and Brown get some more blocks. Uh, but, you know, this team – only had three blocks and they were none of them for, were from big men uh, tonight. Um, but, and we really were hoping Greg Brown would have a great opportunity to be a starter on this team down the stretch and, you know, be able to show what he can do. He's a, he's a player that's very raw, like Keon Johnson also, but they brought in Drew Eubanks on a 10 day contract. And for these two games that he's played, he started. So soon they're going with a veteran over, the young rookie, but we'll see how the end of the season goes. And they also recently signed Brandon Williams, a point guard from Arizona. And his last game was his first. Uh, he hit his first three-pointer. They compared him to Steph Curry. Steph Curry has like 3,000 and something three-pointers. And it showed Brandon Williams with his one three-pointer. <laughs> but after that, he played a very good game. And so in this game, that allowed Brandon Williams to get more minutes. He played 24 minutes, went two for seven from the field, ended up with 12 points and seven assists. That is a really good game for a player on a 10-day contract that just got called up to the Blazers. You know, I really like Brandon Williams. I think he has a shot to stick. You know, they recently got rid of, my their other point guard Dennis Smith Jr. <clears throat> Brandon Williams is an experienced rookie he's 22 years old like I said from Arizona and seven assists it's really good uh and like I said the game before played very well and he went two for five from the three-point range tonight so if he were to continue to get minutes as well I think he could be something for this team and they could at least keep testing him out to see if he will last that was it for that game. Next game, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Golden State Warriors 107 to 101. This game was kind of crazy. Um, the Dallas Mavericks outscored the 
Warriors by 20 points in the fourth quarter. So um, that is the only reason why the Warriors lost this game. So that was kind of crazy. But as we know, the Mavericks have no rookies. The Warriors, they did start Moses Moody as they seem to be in a trying to figure it out rotation because <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga will start a game. Otto Porter Jr. will start a game. Next thing you know, Moses Moody starts a game. I mean, the, the lineup is all over the place. Um, Gary Payton Jr. will start a game. They're all rotating crazy. There's no consistency to this lineup. Now, um, Clay Thompson did not play, and that affects it, but they really need to lock down the rotations. There's no reason Jonathan Kaminga should not be starting every game, honestly, until Draymond comes back at least. But Moses Moody started, played 25 minutes, and there were five points, five rebounds. That was it. So not great. He's better than that. But like I said, the consistency in the lineups might would help him as well. Jonathan Kaminga came off the bench for 17 minutes, ended up with nine points, four rebounds, and two steals, and one block. And so as you can see, in eight less minutes, he was much more productive than Moody. But I don't know. They're trying to figure something out, apparently. Uh, But those are their two rookies that played tonight so interesting interesting (laughs) next game the LA Clippers defeated the Houston Rockets 99 to 98 that works for the Rockets because they have no point in winning they want the higher draft pick the Clippers have no point in winning or losing because they don't own their draft pick so win-win for both teams win-win for me as well because Brandon Boston Jr. got in the game only for four minutes but he had been getting some DMPs lately. So four minutes, only had one rebound, but it's good to see him get in. Like I said, uh, early in the season, he was starting to get some big minutes. But since that trade where they acquired Robert Covington and Norm Powell, Boston has been an afterthought. And this is, you know, even with Norman Powell out, he broke some bone in his body. <laughs> uh, Brandon Boston still has not really gotten off the bench since. So, Hopefully this will lead to more minutes for him, but it's not looking good for this year unless there's some injuries. For the Rockets, of course, we have Jalen Green who started, played 38 minutes, had a bad shooting night, 4 for 18 from the field, 2 for 10 from three-point range. That's horrible, honestly. And he finished with 10 points, three rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So when you look at the stat sheet, you see 10 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. You say, oh, that was a decent game. But honestly, when you shoot two for 10 from three, I mean, that's you could say that's the reason they lost the game. No one else shot nowhere near as bad as that. And they obviously lost by one point. So he's going to have to stop shooting threes or get better at it. Um, he is not Kobe Bryant, you know. <laughs> Uh, if you, if he's two for five, two for six, two for seven, you need to stop shooting the ball and take it to the rack, get some free throws. You don't just keep shooting threes. That's one thing that I worry about with his development on this bad team is that he will pick up bad habits and that is very possible. And that can really alter a player's development, picking up bad habits and taking them with you through other coaches, other teams. Uh, your development just will not be great. You know, so I wonder about the rookies on OKC. I wonder about the rookies on the Rockets. We have some 
rookies that are on really good teams like Jonathan Kaminga and others, um, they will be on a good team. You could say Bones Highland. I'm trying to think of other rookies on good teams. You know, Kate is obviously on a bad team, but Evan Mobley is on a good team right now with the cast. So the, they most rookies on good teams don't get as many minutes like Kaminga and Moody, but they are learning how to play the game the right way. When you're on a bad team, a lot of times you do not learn how to play the game the correct way, i.e. Jalen Green right now. But he still has time to figure it out, but he nearly needs a coach to stay on him, be hard on him, coach the right things into him. And their coach is very young, Paul Salas Jr. or the third. Um, he's not necessarily a veteran, respected coach like, say, Greg Popovich. <laughs> if Jalen Green was on the Spurs, it would be a totally different story. I can tell you that. So I just hope he gets the right coaching that he needs to flourish in the NBA. Also, of course, the Rockets have Alperin Sangoon. He had a good game in only 16 minutes. Another thing with the coaching of this team, you would think he would get more than 16 minutes. Um, but in those 16 minutes, he had 15 points, three rebounds, no other stats other than turnovers. So, you know, he just came from the Rising Stars All-Star Weekend, played okay. But you can see why. If you're a coach, you can see why he's not getting the minutes that we all want him to get. He really doesn't seem to be there yet. But a way to get a young player there is to play him minutes, especially in games that you can say don't even matter (laughs) because the Rockets aren't going anywhere. But they still do matter because they're playing against teams that are NBA competition, that are trying to win that will only make Alperens and Goon better. So when do you think he's going to get better if he's not playing consistent minutes? He won't. So, yeah, the Rockets are kind of a, a boop show. So, <laughs> but anyway, moving on to Josh Christopher, which is another part of this, 13 minutes only, finishes zero points, three rebounds, three assists, um, yeah, the Rockets are just, yeah. We're going to just move on to the next game. <laughs> and that is the Detroit Pistons defeated the Charlotte Hornets 127-126 to 126 in a thriller. Kelly Olenek hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer to stick the dagger in the Charlotte Hornets. But, <laughs> of course, we have Kate Cunningham for the Pistons. Finished with 19 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Unfortunately, he did have 5 turnovers. That's the negative, big negative. But other than that, really good, solid game. And he's this has kind of been the norm for him, putting up 15 to 25 points, five rebounds, five assists, da 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 da, da. Really nice, really nice, solid production. So, And we know he can go off for more points. But in this one, Sadiq Bay and Jerry, Jeremy Grant went off for 26-plus each. So, um, but Cade uh, just needs to get those turnovers under wraps. Field goal percentage can be a little bit better, but can't complain about Cade. He's having an incredible rookie season. He won MVP of the Rising Star um, competitions. 
uh, the the game, the rookie sophomore game. So some people argue it should have went to Jay Sean Tate, but they got it. So it is what it is. Other news for the Pistons, shocking news, I would say. Isaiah Livers was on the team and got minutes. Their second-round pick out of Michigan, super talented young prospect, injured himself at Michigan. A lot of people thought Michigan could possibly go to the national championship and win it if Isaiah Livers was healthy. He was on the team with Franz Wagner, but Livers was out. And now Livers is finally getting back to healthy. He's been playing in the G League recently and playing very well. And this is his first opportunity to come back with the Pistons. And he got some decent minutes. He played well. And like I said, in 13 minutes, he had six points, two rebounds, and one assist. So this is something to keep an eye out on. Uh, he will and let him listed as a power forward. He can play the three or the four. And if there's an opening of minutes, I guess behind Sadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant. And also, <clears throat> Marvin Bagley was out in this game because he's banged up. That opened the door a little bit for Livers as well. So just this is a name to keep an eye out on. <clears throat> but he's a good prospect when he gets a full complement of minutes, especially. All right, Nick. Well, yeah, for the Hornets, JT Thor came off the bench, played 11 minutes, and finished with two points, two rebounds, and one assist. But it's good to see him playing. You know, Kai Jones recently had a great performance in the G League with a big double-double, uh, and it was about five blocks. He's playing really, really well in the G League. When you see Kai Jones playing in the G League, he's out there like he's dunking on Nerf uh, goals. I mean, he's just jumping so high. He looks down to dunk the ball. He's blocking shots everywhere, but yet he has not been able to find a rotation piece on this Hornets team. But JT Thor has. JT Thor, as well, has been dominant in the G League also. But it seems like James Borrego is favoring JT Thor over Kai Jones right now. They both are super raw players that need time to develop. But it's just interesting that Thor has moved up on a depth chart over Kai Jones. And it's really been like that for quite a while. But and book night who y'all want to see is back in the G League as well. So Hornets don't really have minutes for their young rookies thus far. It's just something we're going to have to continue to hope and wait for. Next game, the Indiana Pacers blew out the Boston Celtics 128-107. to For the Celtics, of course, they have no rookies. And, I mean, they have a lot of players that played tonight. It's about 17 players, it seems like, played. Um, no, it was 13, but still, it, it looked like a lot. <laughs> but let me see who this name is right here. Keelan Martin. No, he's not a rookie. So, yeah, no rookies still for the Celtics. For the Pacers, on the other hand, Isaiah Jackson was back. He started, played 20 minutes, ended up with 11 points, four rebounds, and three blocks. Three blocks made his day. And, you know, he shot great from the field, five for six. So, hopefully, we just want to see him get those minutes up, continue to stay healthy which he has not, uh, but his last game was a dominant performance, and this one he's back with three blocks, so that's good to uh, and in, in the starting lineup, so it's good to see. Off the bench, they had Dwayne Washington Jr. with 12 minutes, only had two points, uh, three rebounds, and two assists, but it was 12 minutes. 
Terry Taylor, two point uh, two minutes, no production. Kiefer Sykes, two minutes, only one rebound. But don't forget about Chris Duarte, 26 minutes off the bench. Ended up with 11 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals. His field goal percentage wasn't great, 4-4-11 from the field. But good to see him getting big minutes. You know, Buddy Hill kind of came in the rotation and took his minutes. And that's along with Malcolm Brogdon was back tonight. This is second game back from his injury. So Duarte is on the bench for now. We'll see what happens with this team. Next game, we have the Utah Jazz defeat the Phoenix Suns, 118 to 114. Utah did not play any rookies. Phoenix did not play any rookies. Usually, Ish Wainwright is filling in with a few minutes here or there, but not tonight. So, no need to worry. He'll be back in the rotation, I feel. They just didn't need him that game. I mean, he's still a year away or two, and I, it's a it's questionable, debatable if he'll be on the team at all. He could be struggling for a roster spot somewhere next year, but I do think Ish Wainwright deserves the opportunity. Now, the Lakers game has ended because I've been talking your ear off all night, but, but no, the Pelicans won in a blowout of the Lakers, 123-95. to This is something that you definitely wouldn't have expected, um, they do have C.J. McCollum now, so they are a better team. But the Pelicans were one of the worst teams in the league, and the Lakers were considered to be one of the best. But the Lakers are just on a downward spiral going nowhere fast. And now it's not even that surprising, I guess, that the Pelicans beat them. Stomped them. <laughs> but for the Pelicans, Herb Jones started, played 31 minutes, finished with 11.6 rebounds, three assists, three steals. Really good performance by Herb. You know, this is what we expect from him. His field goal percentage was only 33%, so we want that up a little higher. But it's good to see. I mean, he took 12 shots. That's the third most on the team. I would say that's a bit of a surprise, to be sure. <laughs> but um, good job, good job. Now, we also have Jose Alvarado. Played 14 minutes, ended up with four points, one rebound, four assists, and one steal. So, decent. Trey Murphy the third got in for a third of minutes. <laughs> I just had to do that. But anyway, it was three minutes. And he finished with three points and one assist. So, that's good to see. He got that three off in there, so that's good. Now, for the Lakers. No, hey, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook still shouldn't have lost to this team, I don't feel, with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. But they're just a more balanced team you know after LeBron and Westbrook there's not really anyone that could score easily um so unless Westbrook is the old Westbrook and he's getting 30 points it's gonna be a long night for the Lakers without Anthony Davis and I mean you're starting Trevor Ariza you're starting Austin Reeves starting Dwight Howard those are non-scorers on their bench Stanley Johnson non-scorer Wayne Ellington I mean, normally it's not a big score, but the disappointing players, Taylor Horton Tucker, played 25 minutes and had five points. With AD out, they need THT to get 20 points per game. Like Kuzma would be stepping up right now, but they don't have Kuzma anymore. So, but like I said, Austin Reeves started, which was a bit of a surprise, played 21 minutes, 
but had a terrible game. One for five from the field, 0 for four from three. That's what they needed him out there for tonight was threes, and he just did not come through, unfortunately. Same for Carmelo Anthony, one for five. So Austin Reeves finished with two points and no other production. You can't have that. Malik Monk finished 0 for 5, so with zero points as well. So it's not like anyone did better than Austin Reeves on the bench, other than other than Melo, really. But this is just sad. You know, the Lakers fans were booing the Lakers. This was at L.A., and they were getting booed at home. It was just ugly, you know. It's going to be a long rest of the season for the Lakers that will allow – more minutes down the stretch for Austin Reeves, but this isn't great <laughs> for the Lakers if you're a Laker fan. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yes, that was our recap of the weekend and Sunday. Let's go over Sunday's rookies of the night. Kate Cunningham was our top rookie of the night with 19 points, five rebounds, six assists. Alperen Sengun with 15 points. Brandon Williams, 12 points and seven assists. Herb Jones had those 11 points, six rebounds. Isaiah Jackson, 11 points, three blocks. Chris Duarte, 11 points, two steals. Jalen Green, 10 points, two steals. Greg Brown, nine points, five rebounds, three steals. So that pretty much is it. Um, I can name Jericho Sims with his 10 rebounds. That's impressive, but he has zero points. So what do I do? But anyway, thank you all so much for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. Truly appreciate you. Hope you stuck with me through that all-star break. Didn't forget about me. You know, if you didn't, tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. Rate, subscribe, comment, follow, all that good stuff. And hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. Peace.